0: You're listening to Farmer's Kitchen. I'm Poonam and Verma and today we have chefs galore. We're also talking to Dan Faye, one of my favourite food critics because he obviously has no fear when it comes to criticising good and bad food. And we're also going to be uh, checking out what festive goodies are around the Expo City. So if you're looking for your winter markets, that's one place to head to. Plus, much more. Make sure you tune in to Farmer's Kitchen every Friday from 2pm.
1: You're listening to Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8.
2: With Spinneys. Eat well, live well.
0: So we are talking festive food today and with me now is Executive Chef Russell Impiazzi uh, from Sofitel, the Obelisk, who is not only great at what he does, but is also part of great, which I do not understand what that means. How are you, Chef?
3: Yeah, amazing. It's it's countdown to Christmas, a couple of days to go, so we're... uh... We're up to our eyeballs in Brussels sprouts, parsnip peelings and, and brining turkeys at the minute.
0: Isn't it weird how suddenly I'm like, I want sprouts, it's Christmas. But as we've throughout the year, I'm like, nah, I'm fine.
3: Sprouts are awesome.
0: I know. Sprouts are awesome. I need to eat them more during the year. So first of all, thank you so much um, for the mince pies. Now, I just did a video um, outside with Arnold at our reception because that's what I do. I bug him. Um and what I've noticed, growing up in England, obviously we take so many things for granted when it comes to certain foods. Whereas, you know, like Milani, she says we have a mango float, which is also known as ref cake, which is a traditional Filipino dessert for Christmas. So when I ask anyone who's a non-Brit, oh, do you want a minced pie? They're like, oh, what? oh is there minced <laughs> meat in that? Well, how would you describe a classical mince pie?
3: rich, sweet, gooey, flaky pastry uh, and one generally is is not enough.
0: It's so true. Am I correct in saying, I'm just guessing it, because it's full of like raisins and currants and you know it There's a warmth to it. It, Did they use that kind of food back in the day due to the wintry months
3: to heat the body? It's all season, isn't it? You know, everything we eat this time of year is is, is what we should be eating, is what what is growing and what's around us. It's that all spice. It's the aromas that kind of evoke that, you know, that sense of nostalgia as growing up as kids. Um, And it's just flavours and and smells that you want to. You really want to enjoy this time of year.
0: I know cinnamon really takes me back to things like that. Right now, let's talk about great. Why are you so great? And why are you in great? Explain.
3: Look, I think it's just really celebration of all things that, that that's wonderful about great British produce. Um, what does it stand for? Well, it, it does what it says on the tin. It's great, isn't it? It's uh, <laughs> oh, it's, 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 <laughs> it's about
0: it's about British. It's a food. great
3: British celebration of, of all ingredients and food, uh, and what what we've seen over the past. I guess 15-20 years it is really an explosion of of incredible produce that's really coming to the fore if I take British cheeses for example um, 10 years ago I would have never said we had well glass cheese but now we really have the, the progress we make in in certain areas of of, of our industry, has just been huge, uh, and it's really about celebrating that, really.
0: What well, is it like an organisation that brings together great British food from around? Like, explain it to me. I'm slightly confused. Well,
3: look, it, it, it's just obviously coming out of of, of the UK. It's it's and, and being an expat in, in UAE, you kind of want to look for those favourites that 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 you grew up with. Um, and what's really good to see what you when you walk around in the supermarkets now is. It's really great British produce on our shelves, which is really good to see. You um, know,
0: you know, it's funny, when we had spinneys round over the summer, um, they popped in and they were telling me that they went to a farm in England and they got these strawberries. Oh my God, I, I don't eat that much fruit. I had the whole tray.
3: No, look. It, they were amazing. When it's in season, and yeah. it's the right time to eat yeah. stuff. That's when you've got to do it. And obviously, British summertime and strawberries are, are synonymous, aren't they? But listen, there's some great UAE strawberries growing now as well, right? So keep there an eye are? Yeah, yeah. Pure Harvest do amazing strawberries. Oh, so. Yes, they do. So keep your eye out for that stuff as well.
0: You know, we see a lot of um, cuisines from, you know, Korean food, African restaurants, you know, they're all coming about. And when you talk about British restaurants and British food, is it wrong if I say, I feel like there needs to be more fish and chip shops around the corner because I really don't think there's enough. Or is it just me? Ah,
3: oh, if you want good fish and chips, you come and see me at the <laughs> night. Uh, there goes the plug. But it really is awesome. Um, it's, it's having that access to great fresh fish, right? And making the art of the batter uh, and great potatoes. Uh, that, that, that's it's not rocket science, but it's very easy to mess it up. Getting a good batter is, is quite tricky. Uh, getting your flour mixed right. Uh, a little bit of rice flour, there's a, there's a trick to keep it nice and crispy. Um, and we use lovely Scottish haddock, um, oh. which, again, it's, it's it's a sustainably sourced fish. And it's just got that little stronger flavour. Um, not as flaky as cod, but it's a delicious. Maris Piper potatoes. Um, you know, you, you can't really mess up a Maris pota- potato chip. And, and they, are, they are the ones mm. to look out for, for.
0: You don't do fried bars, right?
3: Not any time <laughs> soon. Probably never will. Um, <laughs> never tried it, actually. Oh,
0: God, I don't want to try it.
3: Why not? It's Christmas.
0: <laughs> okay, anything goes in the mouth when it's yeah. Christmas. I will eat anything. I've got like a little a gingerbread Christmas tree here. I don't even have any room in my stomach, but I look at it and I hear this voice going, "Ah, oh, oh, it's Christmas. Eat it. Exactly. Okay, so what is actually happening at your
3: hotel over Christmas? Well, listen, we've got loads going on. Um, we have a wonderful afternoon tea in Bijou, uh, really festively inspired. Chef Armand does a great job with that, and so, so does the team. Um, the Nine, obviously, is is is... The place to be Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, uh but look, look, I think the key thing for me is it's it's important to really understand who's around your table and not under the tree this year more so than ever. I think Um, celebrating it with friends, family, and, and putting the phones away in the drawer and, and just oh, no, taking, hang on a minute, taking the minute. you the time to know, enjoy it.
0: They're going to be influencers taking pictures. They're not going to. That's their job.
3: Well, for one day bang, of the bang. year, I think it's time to just to kind of reset. You know, focus on who's around you and and, and spend some some quality time because we don't do it enough. That's the reality. I totally um, agree with you. But yeah, I think Christmas lunch is one of those occasions where you really should just be in the moment and, and leave all your technology to the side.
0: But hang on a minute, are you going to be celebrating Christmas Day or are you working?
3: I'm working. I'm working. Um, hey, look, I've done it for years, so it's, yeah, it's normal for me. Normal. Uh, so we get up in the morning with the kids, we we, we do the presents, and I go off to work. Uh, have fun with a team. Uh, at the obelisk um, it, I don't mind it it's, it's always a good atmosphere everyone's in a good mood you know we're, yeah. we're there to give everybody a great time that's hospitality that's the joy of hospitality is, is that we can make people happy and Christmas Day is one of those days where you know we, we we bring out all the stops to make sure that everyone has a wonderful time and then hopefully be home by, by 5, 6 o'clock and uh,
0: and then the dinner starts for you and then
3: cook dinner for 16 <laughs> but, So but are
0: you going to have to cook when you get home <laughs> well
3: I'm sure I'll get some help can't, from neighbours can't
0: you just get the takeaway from the, uh, you know, the restaurants uh, that you're working we, at we
3: might cheat a little bit <laughs>
0: All right, we'll be back with him and uh, some more goodies for you. We've got loads of gear, presents to give away. You're listening to Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye
2: 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well.
0: So with me now is uh, Santa's little helper because he has delivered me some goodies for Christmas. Executive chef Russell Limpiazzi from Sofitel, the Oblisk, who takes care of quite a few little eateries all around the hotel. Now, let's talk about festive food trends
3: for this season
0: anything that you're throwing in the mix or you're seeing that's changed or evolved or or the traditional things going no, on? No, I
3: think every year people try to do something different um, but what you'll see people always revert back to is what they know and what they've kind of grown up with and um, the beef Wellington is obviously coming to the fore a little bit more. People are trying trying that a little bit more often, which is a great showstopper as well. Um, yeah. If you're going to take the turkey off the table, you need something amazing in the middle. So I think a beef Wellington does the job really well. But it's it's the stuff that goes around it for me that that, that I find exciting. There's all the vegetables, you know, there's wonderful roasted parsnips, the honey glazed carrots, <laughs> the king of the show the, the, the roast potato, and then and look, love my hate them, Brussels sprouts. I think they're what incredible. What do you
0: do with your Brussels sprouts? Like, how do you cook them? Because I've seen a lot of people frying them as well and.
3: So a couple of things. They make an amazing salad as well. So um, we've got an amazing Ah. starter on our menu for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, which is a Brussels sprout salad that's tossed in like a maple truffle vinaigrette with some whipped goat's cheese. Um, And it just works. Some crushed hazelnuts with a little bit of sugar on top, candied. Um, it's beautiful. You just blanch them for a couple of seconds. You peel those leaves off. It's so still got a little bit of bite to it. And then that sweet, truffly, acidity, goat's cheesy, yumminess all together is, is beautiful. Or you can just whack them in the air fryer. You know, that works oh, just yeah, as well. Everyone's Crispy whacking br-
0: everything in an yeah, air fryer. Yeah, but the air fryers are
3: great. You know, it's, uh, you Do get you have
0: a- them in the kitchen?
3: Oh, we don't know. We have we have uh, Why not? big technical ovens that, that do but, the same sort of job. Oh, yeah, because you need
0: bigger portions and everything. Yep. You can't do little things like yep. that.
3: But air fryer is awesome. It, Brussels sprouts in the air fryer. A little bit of Worcester sauce or Worcestershire sh- sh- sauce, as people tend to call it, and a little bit of bit of like sharp Parmesan. Beautiful.
0: What about um, traditional desserts? Like what kind of things were on the menu there?
3: Um, uh, growing up in my house, my mum always always made an incredible trifle. So I've kind of oh, kept trifles. that. Trifles. Kept that in my mind. So every year that we, I always have a little trifle on our menu is a bit of a bit of a nod to mum. So we got a nice yes. a nice champagne trifle this year on, on the menu.
0: And and talking about your mum, is it true that? Um, you wanted to be a chef after you made a loaf of bread at school and ran home to mum and said, like, I know I want to I do, I want to be a chef.
3: Oh, you've done your research. Yeah, absolutely. It was, I, I'm it, a journalist. Ah, it's it called was...
0: stalking for many, but <laughs> I call it journalism. <laughs>
3: it it was, really was that light bulb moment. Um, it, was, uh, it was at school, we made bread, and it was this flour, water, this magical thing called yeast. you put them together, you let it rise, and then you beat it around a little bit, and then you let it rest again, and you watch it rise, and it just got me. And, and I, just, I remember going. I said, Mum, I know what I want to do. I was seven years old, and I want to be a chef. And it's all I've ever wanted to do. So it was. It's been. It's but been you know pretty what easy for me. I
0: love about that. I used to have cooking classes at school, which means you did too back to, back then.
3: Yeah, yeah, we did. I did uh, home economics and catering.
0: Me too. I did woodwork as well. Yeah,
3: yeah. Me too. Wasn't very good at it.
0: I was good at woodwork. I was yeah. the only girl in the class. But um... I
3: they... was the only boy in the home economics was... class. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay we've got something in common there then. Um so I'll make you a table and then you can cook some I bread think for I me. It. Sorted. So um you know what one thing I don't know if this has always been around but I have noticed it more and more doing the show that a lot of the chefs here especially and I don't know what it's like back home um they collaborate really well together where you hear a lot of the four hands dinners going on and you know chefs coming together from different oh, it's amazing
3: to see you know chefs working together That's you what know it's saying. it's, you, it's it, awesome.
0: Is it not competitive, but more collaborative here.
3: Oh, definitely. And it has to be. The idea is you put two great chefs together, you're going to end up with an amazing dinner, right? Um, and, and seeing that more openness to share ideas and share best practices and share great food is, is really great to see. And I hope we see it continue... More and more because it's uh, it's great to be part of. But
0: I also think that you must learn so much from somebody. Like when I'm sitting with other presenters, I pick up so many things Of course you do.
3: Yeah, yeah, of course you do. It's a great idea. And, you know, we had a couple of chefs over from from Italy and and France a few few weeks ago. Um, And just watching them work, how they talk, how they move, you you still learn stuff. And it's great to see.
0: What kind of ideas do you have going forward for 2024 for the Sofitel? Anything that you um, want to incorporate. Look,
3: flavour rules always. Uh that's that's where we kinda of stand. It's is making sure that we are using whatever is in the region more of and telling that great food story locally, as well as finding the best in class from Great Britain and, and, and Europe and, and the rest of the world. But whatever makes sense, whatever's in season, huge focus on waste and see how we can Oh yeah. And see how we can do better with that. which uh, which have made huge progress across Dubai actually in the last last year and a half two years is great to see at the top of the agenda and being talked about more and more but less talking let's see more doing uh, and slowly slowly that's happening
0: so you know when you talk about waste one of the one of the things that you know I don't really do this very often probably done it a handful of times in 16 years is go to brunches because a i can't eat that much and b i do feel there's so much food wastage what happens generally to the food that's not eaten at a brunch
3: uh, look, unfortunately, it does create a little bit of waste. Mm-hmm. Um, if if you can rescue it, I, I believe the staff will have a wonderful dinner uh, that evening, which is what we do when we have big events and it's stuff that's been left in the fridge or in the hot box that's perfectly edible. That's great. Uh, it goes through to the employee ration. But we also have a, a, a zero food waste to landfill policy, where we are where we work with a third party called ReLoop who compost all of our all of our food waste. But compost is not really answer. It helps. It's, yeah. It solves part of the problem. The idea was just to reduce and I suppose a bit more conscious consumption, I think, is, yeah. is moving forward into the next year where we all need to kind of be just a little bit better.
0: Yeah, don't eat through your eyes. Just really listen to your stomach. How much can it take? Exactly. It is dangerous. Exactly. Um, Sienna has a question for you. No, we've got two questions through. Liam says, I'm at culinary school in the UK and back home in Dubai for the holidays. What top tips would you give a budding chef like me? Uh,
3: listen, watch. Um, I remember when I realised that I wanted to be a chef at such a young age, you know, uh, it was funny because Delia Smith used to be on the same time. Delia as, Smith used to be on the same time as Question of Sport, <laughs> and I'd go in the next day, and all my mates said, "How oh, did you watch Question of Sport?" Actually, no, I was watching Delia, and I used to get oh, a hard I love time Delia. for that. But but just immerse yourself in yeah. it. Buy books, buy read, yeah. read, read a lot. There's so much information online right now, and there's great tools out there. So, and and try new things. You know, go to the supermarkets, experiment. You know, because it's 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 so important when when you know you want to do it, just immerse yourself in it mm. and find great kitchens to work in.
0: And finally, Sienna says, "What are the three cre- three key ingredients everyone should have in the kitchen? Apart from salt and pepper, which are the usual, what other three should they have, or what do you have that you need to?"
3: Um Listen, you you need a good knife. Invest in it. You know, um, and a good up. chef. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say someone to wash up, but. <laughs> So. <laughs> yeah, good chef, it's someone
0: to wash up, a good dishwasher, and a good knife, so and you're sorted. A, a
3: good, a good pan, um, a good heavy-duty chopping board, a good yeah. knife, and yeah, and someone to help clean up after. The chopping
0: boards. Before this is all tips now. Plastic or wood? I've heard wood is always good. The plastic can come off when you're cutting stuff. Like yeah, my,
3: yeah, a big heavy-duty um, wooden chopping board. We've had our ones for years, and so it's it's
0: for so the kind of wood that can damage somebody if you were to hit them. Yeah, yeah, break a towel if it falls on the floor. I'll I'll practice that on you then, which (laughs) one's the best one. Okay, Chef Russell, I wish you a very happy Christmas and a new year and thank you so much for all those goodies. I really appreciate it.
3: My pleasure. Wish you all a
2: very Merry Christmas.
0: Yay! You're listening to Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye
2: 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well.
0: So um, I've heard a lot of people saying, oh, let January come and I'm going to start eating healthy and I'm going to work out. And one way to do that is being part of the vegan clan, <laughs> or as they say, Veganuary, because that's taking place in January. And one place that is getting all vegan on us is Bounty Beats restaurant. And manager Holly Parnell joins me now. And it's kind of funny because um, I saw Holly a couple of weeks ago when I was at Bounty Beats and I went, I know you. (laughs) And now she's here. How are you, love? I'm very well, thank you. Thank you for having me. She's got such a bubbly personality. You've got to see this girl. And even today, she's just so happy. Are you a vegan? Is that why you're happy?
4: (laughs) (laughs) You're a happy vegan. a happy vegan. I'm actually, I'm not vegan myself. um, But one thing I do make sure I do every year is I take part in Veganuary. um, And it's... For me, it's just there are so many benefits to going vegan, um, and it's something that I really try and adapt into into my life as much as possible. Um, but there's yeah, there's just so many great reasons for going for going vegan. Um, yeah. So, so
0: first of all, let's talk about my Bounty Beats. How are they um, encouraging this with people?
4: So at Bounty Beats we we encourage healthy eating throughout the entire you menu. You know when you first started am I correct was it just
0: vegetarian food?
4: No there there has always been a mix but yeah. we've always really championed vegan options. Yeah. So we really we had a we have a separate vegan menu um and then there there is just such an eclectic range. Yeah. And that's one of the main things I think about um adopting a vegan lifestyle is to make sure that there's a lot of range within the things that you're eating because that's it's so problem. easy to just keep it... With pasta and cheese. Pasta and cheese and, you know, vegan nuggets and just keeping it and beige. It's, it's bland and yeah. there's no
0: nutrients going in your body at all.
4: Exactly, exactly. So the the most important thing is to just make sure you're getting a, a lot of versatility in there with it, lots of bright colours and just really embracing the amazing fresh produce that's, that's out there um, and, and getting creative with what we've what we've got okay so we're going to talk about what's on the
0: menu uh some of the recipes that you're serving and that are nutritious uh and also for vegans but um before we do that you said that you do this every month every january how do you do it like literally (laughs) you've got you've got new year's christmas you've eaten everything under the sun and suddenly you're like okay let's head just to the vegetables I
4: think, for me, in my day-to-day life anyway, I don't really eat that much meat. And meat is definitely more of a garnish in my... in oh, my. I wish it was for most of us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a little sprinkle of uh, some <laughs> chicken. Yeah, no, I, I do try and look at it as more of a side dish. And I think that is a way of starting out. You know, don't get overwhelmed thinking, oh, I need to give up immediately everything. Baby steps. And yeah. and that's okay. Um, when I go into veganuary, for me, it's it's about looking planning is key so you know not just opening the cupboard and thinking oh I don't I don't know what to do do you know what I'm just going to order and order what I order Nando's or whatever it's it's about preparation and planning yeah the next thing is is making sure that the the foods that you're the dishes that you're thinking about cooking have got different textures in them because for me veganery it can all become a bit one note people just think oh i'm going to make a vegan chili or i'm just going to you know it, it it becomes one note so make sure you're adding things like nuts in there cashew nuts or toasted chickpeas or so- something that's got a bit of crunch to it to give t- to give different layers and levels to the dishes that you're mm-hmm. making keeping it interesting also color so we have we have a gorgeous dish on the menu at bounty beats called the buddha bowl and it's just a gorgeous array of different vegetables bright purple cabbage and you've got the bright orange of the sweet potato and it, it, then there's lentils in the middle which are also great for protein and things like that and just giving lots of versatility to your dishes so it doesn't feel like oh I'm just eating a bowl of vegetables mm. it feels like a, a an experience yeah. it feels it doesn't doesn't feel like it you're eating vegan food just because it's vegan it's it's delicious as well. Yeah. Do you have any good vegan cheese? Because I know a lot of people
0: complain <laughs> about that.
4: They can't find yeah. some decent cheese. They're getting cheese. better. They're getting better. Via Life, we use at, um, Bounty Beats just because they have lots of different options and it's quite versatile. Yeah. Um, it melts quite nicely. So if you wanted to do maybe like vegan flatbreads or like a toasty or something like that, the, the Via Life uh, cheese has got a really good melting point. Okay. Some of the ones that I struggle with a little bit are like cream cheese because some of them have got a... It's almost a bit like coconut oil. Yeah, it's very and and I think they're they're developing them. They're getting there, but again, the life one's all right. It's quite yeah. good. They haven't locked that down yet, have they? They've no. done the milks, but they haven't really sorted yeah. the cheese out. Yeah, it's the cheese. but It's the cheese we want, especially like around Christmas. You just want. Cheese, but yeah, there are some good options out there. So,
0: so when you do this in January, what kind of changes have you noticed in your body or in your health or your
4: energy levels? So, so many, so many. When I when I go vegan, when I cut out all meat and dairy in particular, my energy level levels are through the roof. It's 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 like night and day. Wow. you
0: you're you've got energy anyway, so <laughs> I don't want to meet you in January. You'll be like little energizer bunny.
4: Pinging ping off the wall. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, so I find my energy levels go up. But the main thing that I really um find changes is my sleep. I sleep so much better. Wow. So much better. I've not heard that before. Yeah. I don't know I don't know why. I, I don't know whether it's because your body is just processing the food better, or I'm not sure why, but I sleep so much better.
0: Maybe Yeah, because you say, you know, when you're digesting heavy meats and stuff, it, it's hard, your body's still working, you're trying to rest at night. Yeah.
4: God, well, I should
0: probably try this then. <laughs> but it's the cheese thing. I can't give up cheese, but maybe I can. But I do notice once, you know, there was a month when I just naturally, my body just was rejecting meat. And I did generally feel lighter. But then... Mm. I always listened to my body and it felt like it needed it. So I yeah. started
4: again. That's one of the main things. And I think that's a that's That's a big reason why people, they go, right, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go vegan, but then they don't supplement with anything. Yeah. And supplements are a massive thing. B12, we get B12 from our, from our meat products and our milk products and things like that. But actually our body really needs that. And so using something like nutritional yeast, which has got B12 or just taking B12 supplements. The reason we're craving it is it's, it's that, it's that. That's what we need. So actually make sure you've got your supplements ready. So your B12, your omega-3, all of that and and you'll find you don't actually start to crave them because mm. your body is still getting what it what it needs yeah
0: now uh, tell everybody about your little experience because i heard that you were a master chef <laughs> uk finalist which is why she's so passionate about food i love food what was that experience like wow
4: honestly the
0: the best experience i've ever had in my life so, really so amazing so first of all when you entered it was did you, did you just enter it and you have to see if you get final as a, in the finals
4: <laughs> i i mean i've always i've Always been passionate about food. I've always worked in hospitality. You'd always find me, you know, people would be like, right, I'm gonna sneak out the back and make a phone call. I'd be in the kitchen chatting to the chefs. How yeah. are you making that? What are you doing? Like, what's wow. that? I love food. So I was always really into my cooking and was always, you know, when it was Christmas, helping my mum make the Christmas dinners and things like that. I, I love it. And then I thought, I also love MasterChef the show, and I would watch it on repeat, repeat until the next episode came out the next week, and I then I would watch that. And one day I thought, do you know what? I I reckon I could do this. Wow. I reckon I could do it. So I applied. Um, Didn't think I would. What what do they ask you? What do they ask you when you apply? Do you cook? Yeah, you have to send them like photos of your food and things like that Ah, to start with. And then they ask you to go in and they give you like flashcards and they pick three random flashcards. And so I had carrots, chickpeas, and scallops and they said, make a, make a dish, and you have to come what, up with what it. What did you make? I mean, mine was quite basic. I was just like, I would do a nice carrot puree. I would toast the chickpeas to give a bit of texture with a bit of paprika, and then we would just sear the scallops and just have a lovely seared scallop wow. dish. But, it, but, yeah, so that was it, and then, and then that was it. And then I was on the show. That's crazy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> sort of threw me you in. You need to throw this on your menu then in your restaurant, yeah. Bandy
4: Roots. So um, then what happened... So we went so after that then we went to the studios uh, met John and Greg they they are so lovely yeah. so lovely Was it a lot of pressure though Yeah and it's it's exactly as it is on TV there's no oh you've got an extra 10 15 minutes mm. you are to the minute to the minute it's um it's really tough but so much fun H- How far did you go So I I was one of the finalists so yeah so I so I went uh, went quite far Um, and I was one of my proudest dishes. We had a, there's a food critic called Grace Dent. Mm. Uh, She, and she's my favorite food critic. She gave us the challenge to make the potato, the star of the show. And I thought, well, everyone's going to do a savory dish. So I'm going to do something sweet. Awesome. So I, I, I made these, I created this invention called the Spuddy Nut and it was a potato donut. Um, wow. And I filled it with like a spiced prat. Uh, Creme pat. It's a really nice Christmas dish, actually. And then I candied the skins, cu- cut the skins up, and and caramelise them. And she said it was the most inventive thing she'd ever seen. So here's the thing, yeah. Holly. Why
0: are you a restaurant manager? Why aren't you a chef? <laughs> I
4: don't understand right now. <laughs> I don't really know
0: either. Yeah. No, I, You're I, so excited. when you, I, look, I mean, that is that is like so unique, what you just
4: said. Yeah. What was it? There's something that, the something nut? The spuddy nut. Spuddy nut. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously, you need to do more cooking. I, I mean, I love cooking. But I also, I love people. Yeah. And I love being, you know, uh, out with the people and chatting to them. I know what you can do. You can start a little supper club. Yes. You would
0: be perfect at that. I'd love that. Invite a few people. You'll be chatting, cooking for them, cook whatever you want. S- vegan. Spuddy, <laughs> spuddy nut at the end. Spuddy nuts at the end.
4: Yeah, no. Uh, would you like to come to my supper club? I'll be the f- I'm endorsing it right now. I'm creating it. We're going to call
0: it the Holly Supper Club. No, Spuddy nut supper club. That's the what you should nut be. The Spuddy nut supper club. Love yeah. it. No, I think you should. You should get back into your cooking. I mean, not many people make it to Master Chef finals, so that's amazing. So anyway, listen, good luck with being a vegan for a month. Thank you. I'm I'm going to think about it. <laughs> I'll let you know if I find any good cheese supplements. Yeah. And if I, anyway, maybe I should just come to Bounty Beats because you've got lots on the menu for us, so I don't need to cook at home. All right, lovely. What are you doing for Christmas? New Year's. I'll be, I'll be in Bounty Beats. All right, we can find yeah. you. <laughs> I'll be there. Come on down. All right, honey, It was lovely to see you again. Thank you so much. You too. Have a great Christmas Thank and New you. Year.
1: You're listening to Farmer's Kitchen
0: on Dubai Eye 103.8.
2: With Spinneys. Eat well, live well.
0: With me now. One of my favourite food critics. It's the man who eats his way around town and the world. Most of the times for free, I think, as well. Doesn't invite me to one of them. Uh, he's the lovely food rev- reviewer from up north in the UK, Dan Fay. How are you, our what kid? What have
5: I done to upset you this week? So, I've, I've, twice I've so, been mugged off and I've not even so, spoken so Dan, yet. Dan,
0: I need you to go on Instagram, right, and put that picture that you've sent me of your Christmas jumper. It was, it's probably the best Christmas jumper I've ever seen. And I said to him... Please wear this on the show. I love it, and he obviously ignored she that. Didn't. She I did. We've got proof on Instagram. I, I screenshot everything. I'm a journalist. Okay. okay. <laughs> anyway, but you should post it and everybody I'll post check it out. It. It's post a beautiful, beautiful jumper. It's kind of like Santa Claus looks almost from the Roman times. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's beautiful. Like it's Roman god.
5: Yeah. I, but I mean, it was it was definitely a uh, wish.com. Sort of.
0: It it was supposed to be a 3D. uh, Tell everybody.
5: Yeah, so it was supposed to be this 3D Santa Claus, and there there was like bells all around the bottom of it. I don't know why I'm gesticulating, because I'm on radio, not TV, but I'll I'll still do the hand gestures in case anyone's watching on Facebook Well, you're on Facebook,
0: because your mum's going to be watching. Yeah,
5: that's true. Um, So, yeah, it was supposed to have, like, bells around it, and the Santa was supposed to come out, and it was the most hideous Christmas jumper that I've ever seen in my life, and I was like, I've got to have it. And then when I saw it it was about 130 dirhams, I was like, "Mm, maybe it's not going to be quite as good as it looks, and it was just literally, like, printed so on a, the most horrendous material.
0: So you aim to go for the most hideous, and in my opinion, it's one of the most sophisticated I've seen. See?
5: I mean, it, it could technically be Versace. It,
0: it, it, totally Versace! Yeah. The way it looks, totally. I mean, yeah, you just just post it.
5: I think I'm doing two segments, so in between I'll post it and then we can see if yes, anyone Yes, see what anyone See thinks. what people think. Yeah, tell them on it, your yeah.
0: Instagram page so they can find out. It says
5: food writer Dan. He's going All to, one word.
0: Yeah, Food Writer Dan is going to post it when we have a little break and then get back to us and see what you think, because I love it.
5: Versace ver- are <laughs> the terribly.
0: <laughs> or market style. Right, okay, let's talk about 2023. Mm. What are some of your favourite foodie moments and memories?
5: So I just think Oceana stepped it up a level. They did? I mean, look, I, I love Treston Studio as well. Like Tracing Studio and Oceana. Everybody
0: talks about Tracing Studio. You know I've never been there.
5: You are joking.
0: Will you take me? Like, will yes. you take me for the new year as a yes, gift? Of course. Amazing.
5: Although my wife might be jealous.
0: Well, take her as well. She okay. can have starters. I love the
5: mains. Okay. Well, it's not. There's not really starters or mains. Okay. It's then just... leave
0: the wife at home. Just take me.
5: Okay. Fine. <laughs> She's simply... listening in. She'll be. She'll be texting in and. Uh, She's met me. She'll be texting me and. Uh... She's
0: met me and uh... Uh, she likes me.
5: Okay. Yeah. I'll That'll
0: take happen. her for a freebie afterwards. So okay. you take me and I'll take her. You should her. get way
5: better freebies than me. Anyway, on the radio, I'm just some shyster on Instagram. You're, like, at, you're a, you're what, a proper yeah, what, media star, you. What,
0: you're right. Why are you actually on the show? I have no I idea. Have no idea.
5: It's it's, like, it's that time of year where everyone's away. And, and we were desperate. No guests, and you were desperate. And, yeah. yeah.
0: It's just the bottom of the barrel, really. Yeah, what exactly. can you do? It's fine. End of the year. Okay, so... So, yeah,
5: so Oceana stepped it up. Yes. Um, every single year... Um, I, every single year three years I've been going to Oceana, so it's not like I've been doing <laughs> it for like the last 10 years or anything like that but I just sorry every single iteration of what Gregoire does it just seems to massively improve and the first time I went um, I didn't like it and I told him this quite bluntly as well
0: I, that's why I love you you're and just he, direct
5: and he instead of taking it badly like some Michelin star chefs in Dubai who have restaurants that are popular. Not naming any? Not naming any names. Um, Don't enjoy getting any criticism whatsoever and don't take it very well and I get called a snowflake and I need to get a (laughs) life. But, thankfully, Gregoire took what I said on board and he was like, look, I want to try and make things right and he invited me back and my wife said, I'm not going back. So I took one of my friends and genuinely had one of the best meals that I've had a few weeks later. Um, And we've just remained friends. I think he just... It just appreciates the fact that I'm just honest and if he's got a new dish and I don't like it, I'll just say, oh, I don't like this dish. And sometimes it comes from because I don't like a certain ingredient or sometimes it just comes from that I think it's rubbish. And I just love having this relationship with him because he respects me for some reason and uh, I I just love him and we've just become friends over the course of the kind of the last few few months and um, yeah, I just I just love what he's doing. I just think he's really, really, him and Himanshu are just put in Dubai on the world map and... I've been here for 12 years now and I just never really saw Dubai as a foodie city. And it was always kind of, I'd always travel for food and I didn't, I wasn't really interested in stuff that was going on. I mean, the the one restaurant that I did like was um, Pierre Gagnier's restaurant, um, Riffle, which I'm sure... Was
0: that down in Festival City? Yeah, yeah.
5: Yeah. And it's Um, funny
0: because I remember when I first came here 16 years ago, we, we had the TV show. We were literally hanging out in fancy expensive hotel restaurants, Mm. there were no, you know, much choice apart from, you know, you get the cheaper versions down the other end and little cafes and then the franchises like, you know, your McDonald's, Pizza Express. So I feel like it's completely changed now. Yeah, I
5: think with um, Michelin and 50 Best and Go and Mio coming over, I think everyone just wants to step it up a little bit. And obviously Dubai Tourism and Abu Dhabi Tourism have really invested in sort of trying to create this this food tourism industry and it's working mm. and, and i'm really really proud to just i mean there's there's only so much that i can do from just being sort of like a, a you- an instagrammer so to speak but i'm just proud that there's there's just people like um like muhammad afali and, and the brothers and and um solomon at moonrise and himanshu and Gregoire who are just and, and and Jason Atherton as well. His new restaurant's absolutely terrific, wow. and there's just there's just so many new things coming in into the country in the next sort of three to six months as well. You see, the one, um, we're going to
0: talk about that. But the one thing I like about Dan is like um, you know a lot, especially a lot of food bloggers and influencers. You know they are getting free meals, but a lot of them are a little bit afraid to say how they really feel, right? So, but you don't. And you say in a diplomatic way, I know you've got into trouble a few times, but I would rather just hear the truth. And it doesn't mean that you're right or wrong. That's just your taste. Yeah,
5: exactly. I mean, I'll I'll never just be nasty unnecessarily. There'll always be a reason for criticism, like whether something's not been cooked correctly or how I wanted it or just sort of like things get burnt or the service is terrible or just things like that. I'm not, for example, I don't really like olives, but if I get a a main course and it's just full of olives. I'm not going to go online and say bad things about it because mm. it's got an ingredient that i don't like yeah. like, I can, like I'm, I'm respectful like that but there's the certain times that you'll just get a dish and it'll be cold and then my wife will get a dish like 10 minutes later which should be the part of the mains and hers will be undercooked and mine will be overcooked and
0: oh, then you these know kind of say. things
5: it's like i'm happy to just speak about it online because I really respect and love anybody who follows me on Instagram and I love to just chat with people and people today, just one of my friends reached out to me and he's just like, look, I want to take my, uh, my, my partner out for a, a, a nice lunch over Christmas. Like, where would you recommend? And I, and I love that people sort of like have that faith in me. And, and if I'm just sort of going and taking every single freebie that's going in the city from every PR company and saying that everything's amazing, like a lot of people do, yeah, then it, I, I it's. I just have no credibility in the, and what's the point? And then when I say something good, something is good that is genuinely good, mm. people like go to it, but people genuinely go to Oceana and Moonrise and and all the places that I love yeah. from what I say because they trust me and I want to just try keep that as possible. So I'm doing like a, a top 10 list at the moment um, of all the meals that I've had this year. And I was talking to someone about it, and I think I've had about 120 meals out this year. <sighs> I no wonder I can't keep in shape. And um but I'm not including any what was a freebie because I just don't think that's fair because you always get a slightly different experience. So everything that's kind of like a countdown now is places that I've gone and spent my own money at. And um I think you've you've just got to be honest about when you do pay for something and, and when you don't pay for something. Um and sometimes it, it is quite easy to be swayed if you're kind of on the fence about something, if someone's playing you with drinks and plying you with fancy food and, and and extras like it's always going to elevate the experience so I, so for the for my list this year I'm just trying to kind of take take it back and just be like look these are the places that I've chosen to go to spend my own money and this is what I think
0: okay so he's about to go and post that picture of his Versace style <laughs> Santa Claus Christmas jumper which I love and we will be back shortly
1: you're listening to Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8.
2: With Spinneys. Eat well, live well.
0: I'm a little controversial food critic Dan Fay is in the studio. That's what I'm going to call him now because he gets into trouble, but he is just straight laced. He says it as he is and he's taught me that new word snowflake. What's Snowflake.
5: So it's just, it's like someone who's easily offended.
0: Yeah, stop being a snowflake. I love it's it. Obviously,
5: like the break very easily.
0: Yeah, it's just so festive as well.
5: But <laughs> to be described as that, like I just I feel like I'm I the least snowflakey person. You like are. I'm, you
0: are. I could be a snowflake.
5: Although maybe I dish it out, but I can't take <laughs> maybe, it. Maybe. Maybe that's what maybe. it is. Cook
0: for me. Let's let's give you some feedback and then yeah. you can see how you do. Mm. Right. What are your predictions for 2024? What are you looking forward to first? Is there anything opening that's new and or things that you get, you really want to try that you haven't? yet?
5: So I think that next week, inshallah, I'm going to um, Smoked Room, which has just opened across from where Treston Studio is in St. Regis Gardens. Nice. So they've, I think it's called Lena. It's called Lena or Lana. I think it's Lena, L-E-N-A. Um, it's by Danny Garcia. Um, so Lena is kind of like a more casual concept. So I've seen a lot of the media Types have been invited there already. Um, not me, unfortunately. But I'm saving myself a Smoke room. So Smoke room's a two-star in uh, Madrid. I went there last year. And I think it was number three in my best restaurants of the year last year. Mm. Um, and it's just incredible. It's uh, So you just sat around a... Um, Similar to kind of like what moon Rises or Hoseki or are these kind of um, Omakase? Uh, yeah, Omakase, Omakase, Omasaki,
0: Omakase. Omakase, omisaki is a place. That's yeah. terrible, isn't it? I'm just, yeah,
5: it's it's been a long the, the, you, year. Listen, you go um, so many restaurants, omakase. I would get um,
0: confused. Don't right. worry.
5: And um, yeah, you just sat around there, and everything's just cooked on fire. And I know there's there's other restaurants in Dubai where everything's cooked on fire as well. Less is than. About them said the better. But yeah, so th- this place um, in, uh, in Madrid, it's you just walk in and you just get that smell of just fire and smoke and it's just beautiful and you just sit there and watch everything just get cooked to perfection and it's, it's just unbelievably good.
0: Okay, so we're running out of time. I'm looking forward to wherever you're going to take me in January once all these new places open or to Trezan Studio, which I've never we'll been then. to. Um, what's your Christmas plans? What are you doing on Christmas Day? Are you cooking or are you eating out?
5: So we've got Emirates Golf Club to make all our food Oh yeah, for I us. know somebody
0: else. Oh, they're making it and bringing. We're it. just
5: we're going and picking it up and then taking it home and then. Do you, so you cook, Dan? I do, but Christmas Day is a day for relaxing. So
0: excuse me, all I see you doing is eating out. So when I'm eating,
5: but just not cooking. Like, but do you cook? I do cook. What do you cook? I, so I do good pasta. I make handmade pizzas. I got a pizza oven. I like that. Earlier in the year, and I make my own pizzas. Not very good, but Mohammed Afal has been teaching me how to sort of. <laughs> oh,
0: look at this! And look at me
5: name dropping. Look at
0: you. Sorry, Gordon Ramsay hasn't taught me anything yet, but I'm glad he Mohammed. <laughs> I'm is. still
5: terrible. Though. Like I, I need some more lessons from him. But yeah, he was giving me some tips. Um, like. Just before summer, when I first got into it, it was giving me a few tips. Um, But yeah, I do like to cook. I I love to cook. My wife's a good cook as well. Um, I think we we mostly like to cook sort of like Italian food. And I don't mind doing a bit of like classical like steaks Mm. and and British kind of food. And finally,
0: uh, last year, when I spoke to you this time last year, you were going for the Veganuary. Mm. What's happening in January?
5: So I'm doing dry January, but I don't think I'll be doing.
0: Yeah, I, I can't see you doing it either, mate. I think you lose. There's too job. many
5: restaurants opening, and there's too much to do. But I do need to seriously lose weight, and I need to get myself sorted. He, said, started, he so. said
0: this exact time last year. He said the hey, same thing. I lasted thing.
5: until March last year. You did? Yeah. It was like mid-March when I, when I, when I broke you. it all. Good so, for you. Yeah. I just
0: start, I think start any day. Don't wait for January. Just start whenever you like, okay?
5: I've got a lot of things planned though next week. I'm uh, going to Avatara, so if you've not been there as well, that's another place you Avatar-a. To go. Avatara.
0: Okay, yeah. well, we're running out of time, so why don't you just take me to all these places rather than just tell me about them next time? Just just get an invite yourself. Just use your Wasta as a... Um... I'm using you. You are my Wasta. You've got more Wasta than me. Oh Anyway, God. see you later, Dan. Have a good Christmas. <laughs> Merry
1: Christmas. <laughs> You're listening to Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8.
2: With Spinney's. Eat well, live well.
0: So um, I came to Dubai for three months and that was 16 years ago, like everybody else's story. And and I've seen so many changes and one of the big changes is the F&B scene. Like it's dramatic, the changes that have happened. And one man who knows a lot about that is Samuel Graham. He's the head of F&B at Media One Hotel. How are you, Samuel?
6: I'm good, thank you. Thank you for uh, inviting me in.
0: Any time now, D- Dan Fay just left, and he left with our my mouth salivating, <laughs> actually salivating, because he was talking about a famous cheese toasty that Qwerty do at media one hotel it was one of the first pictures he posted he said on instagram and you said that they still serve it
6: uh definitely yeah it's one of the signature items we call them hero dishes so it's one of the biggest hero dishes in that particular restaurant
0: and as the fnb manager you've never tasted it
6: i have never tasted it <laughs> because if 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 any of my friends are listening uh, i don't eat cheese and it's not for medical reasons it's cuz i don't like it and nobody really understands Less. that so i look at this thing and uh, I don't understand what the fuss is all about. All
0: right, I'm, I, might, <laughs> I, might, I might might, take a walk down the street. We're not far from you guys and uh, come and taste it then. Please
6: do, please okay, do. Okay,
0: so let's talk about, um, how long have you been in Dubai? Uh,
6: this is my ninth year, so yeah, this is my ninth festive period that we're in. I came here 2015, so.
0: Because I feel it was about nine years ago when the, things really started turning in F&B. Um, let's talk about the landscape over the past nine years that you've seen. What have you noticed changes or the way it's evolved?
6: Well, I think that you know one of the biggest things is how diverse the cities become, and how uh, the, the the mixture of all the cultures being together, um, sort of living, working, and and celebrating their their different sort of passionate periods and their holidays together. I mean, it's it's it certainly has grown. There's a lot more things to do. There's a um, a lot more. Like I say, there's there's so much. Like the clash of the cultures for me is the one thing that that I've enjoyed witnessing the most. I think if you think what two weeks ago we're celebrating National Day and yeah. media one has got all the flags out and it's lit up the hotel and everything like that, and now. Two weeks later, we're, we're going into a festive period and everyone's very positive about
0: that. It's so true, actually. And I, I do also <clears> feel um, it's become even more festive this year. The celebrations are getting bigger. You know, more people are doing it. And like you said, different cultures are, you know, joining in on everybody's celebrations as well. So at Media One, let's talk about that. Like, how festive are you getting?
6: So at Media One, I think we always like to do things a bit differently. So when we were coming up with our festive campaigns, our brochure and everything, I actually sort of sat with uh, our new head of marketing, Iman uh, Shami, who's very talented, and we sat down and we had a lot of fun coming up with the messy Christmas brochure. So we wanted to move away from the traditional kind of, you know, other brochures that you see where people are talking about delectable, decadent, come for this. We went for something a little bit more direct. I'm not sure if I could say what we wrote on the brochure okay. on the radio. <laughs> but what I could say, if you do want to check it out, just go to the website and the brochure's there and I think you could sort of see it's very media one and you'll see how much fun we actually had with it.
0: So what can we see on the menu at your place?
6: <clears throat> so, I mean, we've got, because uh, we've got a really diverse level of outlets. I mean, Garden on 8 is doing a festive uh, brunch for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, QWERTY's doing a set menu Ciao Bella's doing a set menu um, and I think really um, what we've noticed is the, the, the large bookings that we've actually been doing there's a lot of you know salmons and turkeys and Figs and pomegranates and all of that wonderful stuff that you get over festive. So, yeah, again, I think to sit here and go through every single one of them would be a challenge. You, you know so. what you should
0: have done? You should have just bought me a plate and then we could have just yeah, exactly <laughs> looked at it and then ate it afterwards. Um, you know, uh, Dan actually said that you know, which a lot of people are doing, and we didn't do this growing up, we would all make Christmas dinner at home. It wasn't a big thing going out now, now it is. Um, I like 30 years, I'm talking about 30 years ago or something, but um. People are ordering delivery Christmas meals to their home. They Dan's are. doing it. They are. Are you guys providing this as well? A
6: hundred percent. And it's it's actually funny. You should say that because I did think when I was when, when I was going to come on here, I did think of actually saying one particular thing, which is actually about our turkey takeaway. Turkey takeaway. Which does sound strange when you sort of come, you know, from you know London, England, where yeah. everyone gets together traditionally, everybody cooks and everything like this. But I last year made the judgment call where I was going to have 10 friends over and I was going to cook for them all. And to be honest with you, you know, I did what everybody does. I left it last minute, went down to the supermarket, I'm rocking around with the trolley, filling it up, standing for 20 minutes in the queue, spending a thousand dirhams, can't get it in the car, can't get it in the freezer. And then, of course, the next day I've got to cook it. And I can't figure that out and I'm trying to weigh the turkey and how yeah. long does it have to be in the oven and get the timings right as all my friends are coming over there trying to speak to me. And, you know, and as I actually put it down on the table, you know, I probably thought, I don't like Christmas very much. <laughs> <laughs> and now in, uh, in QWERTY, you know, the, the turkey takeaway, the, you know, the, the bird, the potatoes, the carrots, the sprouts, everything that comes with it. I thought, you know, this year I'm going to be clever and I'm going to buy two of these and I'm going to drive to Media One on uh, on Monday. I'm going to collect them, go home, plate them and serve them to the 10 people. No, and I'm going to have a much better
0: Christmas. <laughs> is, it, is it too late to order from Media One now? It's cause... not,
6: no. You've got to order four, 48 hours in advance. Yeah. So if if you're out there and you, you're thinking of cooking and uh, you want an easier way out, then yeah, give us a call and we'll definitely get it to you.
0: Have, have you noticed anything about, you know, like I used to go home a lot for Christmas and... um now a lot of people and even tourists are coming here for Christmas have you noticed that a rise in that I think there has
6: been a rise in that yes but if I'm honest I think that coming from the UK there's a lot of tradition with uh Christmas for for sort of for us where it's it's sort of cold and cozy <laughs> totally. and log fires yeah. and stuff so like I'm wearing this I'm my
0: jumper I'm trying to imagine it's cold <laughs> <laughs>
6: Yeah, I don't know why you are wearing jumpers.
1: Very hot like, in here. Well, <laughs>
0: no, I, well, I, usually it's freezing cold like Lapland, but today it's hot, and I was like, oh. But it, it's and then Benji, one of our other technical producers, he's walking around with a hat, and I'm like, are we just wanting to feel cosy? Because yeah. we, you know, we attract, we link it to cold weather.
6: Yeah, definitely. I mean, the thing the thing is, I do think I, I my personal opinion is I, I do think people come here for festive. I think they come here for New Year. Yeah. Uh, much more. I think that you know. Dubai, since since I've been here, and I've worked in some fantastic venues here. Uh, When I first came here, I was in 360 for Jumeirah. Do you know, I
0: read that. Is that the one that was in the ocean? Yeah. That was a classic little place. That was
6: right next to Burj Al Arab in 2015 when Dubai was going to attempt to break the world record for the fireworks display. I used to
0: go there. I used to hang out there at 360.
6: Well, I'd, I'd... I'd been here for uh, six months and I'm standing on the roof of 360 as the fireworks are going off and I'm just thinking, wow, this Mm. is incredible. And and I do think that globally, I think that people watch the news cycles the following day where they show all the different fireworks displays. And I I think people think, what did London do? What did New York do? What did Sydney Harbour Bridge do? And then they think, "Okay, well, what did Dubai get up to? Because they're trying to outdo everybody. So I I think (laughs) it's a massive New Year destination. Um, but I, I I, think the expats like to be cosy at Christmas. So yeah,
0: I know, I, I get that. I, I would have gone home if I wasn't working, but definitely, yeah, it's that feel. So as an F&B manager, are you going to get any time off during Christmas or are you ordering takeaway, having a Christmas meal and back to work on the same day?
6: So I'm off on Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. uh, off on Christmas Day. Like I said, I'm, I'm having two of these turkey takeaways for my <laughs> 10 friends, so... Um, I'm gonna gonna do myself a favor that time, but yeah, I'm gonna enjoy it, and then it's straight back to work in the ramp up for New Year. Oh, um, Fulan which is full on. It's, yeah. it's it's a full on period but you know it is festive and it's one of these key dates in the F&B calendar mm. so we all we all love it to be okay. honest. Okay, so
0: if you want to um there's still time to order your Christmas meal from Media One Hotel. Definitely. No, if you turkey takeaway yeah. and um, if you want one of the best cheese toasties I hear from QWERTY, that's where you need to head.
6: It is. I wouldn't know what it tastes like <laughs> but but everyone else said it's amazing so uh, <laughs> I'll go with the majority.
0: <laughs> all right, it was lovely to meet you Samuel. Have a Thank great
1: Christmas. Thank you so Christmas.
6: much. Thank you for having me. You too.
1: You're listening to Farmer's Kitchen on
0: Dubai Eye
2: 103.8 with Spinneys. Eat well, live well.
0: But I do know where Santa will be and that's at Expo City because they have their lovely winter festival uh, city going on. How are you Simon Wright? How are you doing?
7: Very good. Thank you, Helen. Thanks a lot for uh, inviting me along today.
0: It's actually Poonam today filling in for Helen. <laughs> I've
7: been, how
0: are you? I'm very good. So Simon Wright is the founder and chairman of TGP International and the official caterer of Expo City Dubai. Now, let me just say COP28 has literally just ended. Now you've had to transform Expo City and get ready into scenes from Lapland. I mean, how challenging is it for you guys to go from one massive event to the next?
7: We have lots of little Secret Santa's helpers. I knew we you were going to say elves. that. <laughs> all those little elves that we uh, we we suddenly magic up from nowhere. No, it was. Um, I mean, I think COP28 was um, was you know was beyond unbelievable to be involved in. Very excited, very proud to have been involved in uh, in something as, as amazing as as the event. Um, but literally, um, sort of 24-36 hours uh, later, we were uh, Winter City and came to life. So it was uh, it was very exciting amazing uh, teamwork from from all the different uh, departments at at Expo City but uh, it's wonderful I think we had we were due to open at three o'clock on the 15th we had people already queuing outside to come in which was uh, which was amazing to see.
0: I remember it last year actually so what's in store for us this year what's different or what's still gonna be was so popular last year it's still there this year?
7: So I mean I think all the classics are there. You've got all the all the wonderful children's activities. You've got sort of the passport where the the uh, the, the youngsters can get the chance to run around all the different areas and, and get the sort of signatures of Father Christmas and Mother Christmas and and everyone else. So that's all exciting. Lots of things for them to do. Um, but I think also it's it's probably been um, you know really sort of concentrated into a into that wonderful sort of Al wassel Dome. Um, it's as beautiful as it was last year. But I think the energy has almost been elevated, if that was possible from last year, and and uh, the feedback so far has been great. The Carols by Candlelight has sort of sold out within a couple of hours of going on live whenever we put the tickets up. But I think we've also laid in a lot of extra areas. So even with the the Carols by Candlelight, we have this wonderful afternoon tea from the beautiful El wassel Cafe, which will be... Uh, available all the way through to the end of of winter city as well so definitely worth going to try out Um, we've done some wonderful festive picnic boxes so you can actually sit and enjoy all the wonderful entertainment but actually have some some great food and drink to to enjoy that by Uh, and even uh, what we call the pearl now which is this beautiful elevated platform overlooking albassal dome so you can actually sit down and have a fairly traditional Christmas um, meal and, and enjoy all those wonderful sort of carols being sung. So it, it's, it's just wonderful, really is, exciting.
0: Is it a certain area of Expo City that's been transformed or pretty much most of it, the whole area?
7: Predominantly sort of um, what we call the Arrival Plaza. So that's sort of the main um, sort of arrival area as you come in from the metro entrance. Um, that's all been turned into sort of wonderful little um, stores and food trucks and kiosks. Uh, so you really feel as if you're sort of part of um, of that festive journey as you arrive, and then and then Al Dome, which has sort of been transformed into the North Pole, uh, and that's where you've got the main activation, and then. What we've also then got doing to sort of join up all the various dots of Expo City. We've got um, we've got all these wonderful little elves driving their buggies around. Aww. So whenever you want to take a break from the North Pole and pop up and have a bite to eat <laughs> in one of the restaurants, you can you can get driven and dropped off. So it's a lot of fun for the family.
0: So let, let's talk about the food, because I mean, that, last year I was so confused because you're spoilt for choice. You really want to try everything. And this year you have a whole list of venues as well. Can we go through some of them so people know what's on offer?
7: Well, I'd like to say that we've made it easier this year, but I don't think we've had. I think we've made it even more spoilt for choice um, with all the new restaurants we have open, uh, as well as the food trucks and kiosks. And I think what's wonderful is we've got sort of opportunities to try um, food from from around the globe. So not only do you have those sort of traditional, um, I suppose, you know, European treats in in places like sort of the the reformed social and grill that we've got as a pop-up at the moment Mm -hmm. Um, but we've also got wonderful sort of uh, Eastern Mediterranean opportunities from places like Grand Beirut Um, the brand new assembly um, skewers and meze concept that we have but also you can try amazing treats from from um, Japan, we've got the new uh, Yamanotti store that we've opened, so you've oh, got wow. the wonderful sort of uh, the wonderful sort of uh, donuts and uh, another amazing uh, Christmas cakes that they have. Um, you've got Al Kabulin, the African dining hall, so you've got a sort of traditional African Christmas offer there. Um, & Shop, our new Indian restaurant by the um, the very famous Michelin star chef Rohit Gai. so you've got an Indian twist that you can go and try there in Gopin Shop um and then q coffee which is um uh, the wonderful um, new coffee shop we've opened has done this beautiful um uh, sort of dessert there which is called naheli naziza i apologize for my um, pronunciation but that means beautiful christmas in uh in rwandan which is this sort of amazing coffee ice cream uh, and candied nuts and chocolate dessert in there so there's so many amazing things to try i think uh, definitely lots of things for for the family Lots of children's menus and, and all sort of accessible for different price points as well.
0: So are you going to be based there every day?
7: I, I, I unfortunately, am there every day. It's not great for the waistline. Um, that's what I was going to say. You, our, you our, our pretend quality control.
0: But here's the thing. You're, you're probably the only one, who, because you'll be there every day, can eat from every single venue, can't you? Every pop-up, every food.
7: Well, I'm happy to invite everyone else to come along every day as well to uh, to join me on that uh, gastronomic uh, uh, journey. Very, uh, very happy to invite other people to come along and try with us. You'd be like, happy hmm, to share the workload.
0: What, what will I have for lunch today? That, that will be your everyday little stress, right? And then, <laughs> that's all you have to think
7: that's about. It. That's it. What, what, what to choose from, what to choose from. It's, uh, it's really a tough life, I have to say.
0: It is. Well, listen, uh, don't go anywhere. we will be back because we're going to talk about Santa. You're listening to Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8
2: with Spinneys. Eat well, live well.
0: Simon Wright is joining me from Expo City Dubai talking about the winter city there now. Simon, I hear Santa has a sustainable house. Is this true?
7: He does. He does and all of all of the sort of areas around it are all very much sort of linked to that message of of while well, Christmas is obviously a wonderful family enjoyable time we still obviously uh, it's important for us to think about how we're doing that in a sustainable way that's better for the planet uh, and even even mrs claw's bakery and the toy factory and all of those different elements uh, are all re- sort of very educational and, and helping sort of remind uh you know the children and the rest of the family how important it is to do the right thing by the planet which i think is very much one of our Constant key messages at Expo City.
0: Yeah, and, and he hasn't used fuel or a private jet. He has he's reindeer, so that's very eco-friendly, isn't it?
7: Hundred percent, hundred percent. And all the cookies that he had were, were plant-based cookies to make sure they were better for the planet as well.
0: You see, I love this. Okay, so anybody who wants to go to Winter City, what time does it open every day and close?
7: So every day opens up at three o'clock in the afternoon um, and it's uh, open until 10pm uh, at night and we'll be opening a little bit later on New Year's Eve as well for those that want to uh, have a slightly later uh, uh, sort of night out.
0: And it's open till the 7th of January, right?
7: Correct. Yeah, and, and, all the way through. So. And
0: for New Year's Eve, I remember last year I was like, there was... In the Dome, they obviously, I think it was one of the DJs and I was there thinking, oh my goodness, because we were doing the show from there that night. So what's happening this New Year's Eve? It's going to be open late again with entertainment.
7: It will be open a little bit later. We'll be, doing, we'll be doing a sort of a New Year's Eve version of Winter City. So we won't be doing sort of the DJs this year. Uh, I think obviously just sort of being cognizant of, of some of the things that are happening around the world this year. So uh, a little bit more um, sort of, I think, you know, relaxed, you know, still very enjoyable, so very much for the family, but perhaps not quite as uh, celebratory as, as might have happened in, in previous years. But still a great, wonderful sort of evening out. Um, and I think the other one as well to highlight is is Christmas Day. You know, a great way to go and, um, you know, book one of the restaurants for Christmas Day, enjoy the uh, activations and the activities that are happening within the Dome. And then, you know... Uh, walk off that uh, those Christmas lunches by uh, you know walking around the most walkable city within uh, uh, within the region so I think a great opportunity to take advantage of that.
0: That's actually a really good idea great idea eat and then walk around Expo City I love it okay well I wish you a very happy Christmas where will you be spending your Christmas day?
7: Uh, i'll be with the family enjoying the family uh i think uh, after after cop and getting winter city up and running i think uh, i deserve to give a little bit of time back to them um so that's the plan uh and uh, very much looking forward to that uh time so thank you for that
0: okay simon thank you so much have a lovely holiday and new year's
7: same to you thank you for inviting us on Thanks anytime
1: you're listening to farmer's kitchen on dubai i 103.8
2: with spinnies eat well live well
0: Spoon and Verma sitting in for Helen. Uh, Also, I'll be in next week while she's taking a break. I hope you're having a great break yourself. If you are off now, one of the eateries that I personally feel broke the mould here in Dubai probably about 10 years ago uh, was Tom and Serge. And I remember I was working in Alcors and just two minutes walk from my office was Tom and Serge. And it was like... How has this place just popped up in Alcorz? And the man behind it is joining me now, Tom Arnold. He's the founder of Etex. How are you doing, Tom? Merry Christmas.
8: Hey, Poonam, how are you? Merry Christmas! I'm well, thank you.
0: I thought you were coming in with some goodies. You're obviously not.
8: (laughs) (laughs) Apologies, my family have just flown in from Australia this morning, so uh, yeah, they're spending the Christmas with us here in Dubai this year.
0: Okay, that's a good excuse. I'll let you off. That's fine, Tom. Okay. (laughs) Now, um, you did pretty much, I think, raise the bar where I feel so many people started moving away from. You know, when I came, the big fancy hotel restaurants, and instead, this whole little little culture, a community of local hangouts and local cafes and restaurants where people start working from them instead of home and eat and meet. Do do you feel like when you created Tom and Serge back in the day, was that the concept you wanted to create here?
8: Yeah, we, um, you know, we wanted to create a a place that could be part of people's daily routine. Um, You know, that was the point of, of making sure that people had something that was in a really central location, you know, affordable, focused on really good coffee, really good breakfast, really good lunch, um, you know, good for the daily routine. So it had to be healthy and, you know, something you could come back to sort of reliably, you know, three to four times a week. So, um, yeah, from that approach, yeah, we created this beautiful, uh, amazing community around El Coos, which is uh, now just so vibrant and awesome. So, yeah, it was amazing. That's uh, 10 years ago now.
0: Yeah, and I remember when it opened, it reminded me of like how people used to say Soho was back in New York. Remember, it was a lot of warehouses, and then uh-huh. it became really cool. So why did you choose, choose Old cause then? Because it wasn't like there was loads of cafes in that area before.
8: Yeah, there wasn't many at all, uh, um, if any at all, to be honest. So the reason we chose it was because we just could not get a lease anywhere else. Um, you know, it was hard, it was hard to open a business back then um, when the landlords didn't know who you are or what brand you were coming with. Yeah. So it was hard for them to understand what a homegrown concept was. So that's how we did it. So we ended up in Al Khuz.
0: So tell me really briefly cuz I don't really know much about your journey from Australia to Dubai. Mhm. So tell me so, little, yeah. tell so me I'm... briefly how long have you been here and what made you come over here?
8: So I've been here for 13 years now, Mm -hmm. uh, in the UAE. I was the, previously the executive chef, um, of an Australian cafe retail brand here, um, and worked for them for three years. And, um, after that saw that there was such a huge demand for, you know, the kind of coffee culture that I wanted to create.
0: And is that and, um, something yeah. that you you kind of got ideas from in Australia back home? Was it a lot of yeah? Thing?
8: Mel- Melbourne is known for its coffee and breakfast culture. Yeah, um, so you know it, it's 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 such a great uh, great atmosphere, and you know that was what we tried to create.
0: But now you have Etex, and I think you've got loads of things going on with Etex. What other venues do you um, have under the brand?
8: Yeah, so we have 11 brands on Edex now uh, with 21 locations across the city. Um, So we have Tom & Serge, The Some of Us, Common Grounds, Harvest & Co., Encounter Coffee, Rise & Dawn Bakery, uh, Byron Bathers Club. Um, We have the Park in JLT, which is just open, that has Splendor Fields on the ground floor. Uh, We have Hawker Boy on the middle floor and Frankie's Pizzeria, which is on the rooftop. Uh, we have the Guild as well, um, and the Guild is in I City Brookfield Place, which is our big, um, uh, you know, all, like all, like all day dining um, brasserie setting for um, that has like you know has a, a cafe, it has a brasserie, has multiple bars, uh, it has a big seafood area called the Rock Rockpool, has the Salon, which is its main dining room, and then it has the Avery, which is its uh, nightclub at the back. So um, yeah, there's uh, there's quite a lot going on, and that's going very well as well. So. Um, yeah, it's going very so when, well.
0: So, when you opened Tom and Surge, did you ever envision you'd be taking care of all of these and this, these concepts would be coming up?
8: Um, yeah, I sort of did. Actually, we sort of knew that we we had to um, continue the same um, um, trend and, and make because what we what we were doing was working, uh, focusing on people's daily routine and making sure that what we were doing was was um, you know available across the entire city. So that was the approach, really. So. Yeah, that, that's why the idea of so many different brands came about, um, and um, yeah, it's been it's been a, a fun journey so far.
0: And do, do you come up as as a group saying, "Look, we want to come up with this concept," or do people come to you with ideas, or chefs come to you? How how does it work?
8: Uh, so, it's I'm a chef myself, so um, you know, it's it's uh, it, it comes from finding amazing uh, real estate spaces, uh, and once we find the, the space, we sort of imagine imagine what would the people in that area want and what would they need? Um, hence, you know, City Brookfield and the Guild mm. um, being more and more our first goal, uh, more of a, a higher-end uh, experience restaurant. So, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's about locations, really.
0: Oh, so location, location, location. <laughs> That's the exactly, first point. Exactly, exactly. So, you, so you, let's say if you chose a location, then you kind of do your research. Is it more of a family environment or more singles here or something, or businessmen, let's say if it's DIFC, and then you work around that?
8: Yeah, exactly. You know, take for example the Byron Bathers Club on the Palm. Um, mm. You know, I used to live on the Palm, and I have four children, mm. uh, and I knew that there was a, you know a, a big gap in the market for a family-focused beach club. So that's what we built, uh, and see. it's doing very well so far. So,
0: mm. any festive happenings uh, within the Etex brands?
8: Yeah, a lot actually. Um, Where the, the Guild in DiFC is looking amazing. We've we've decorated it um, in a stunning way. Uh, it feels very festive, very cozy, and very warm. So we're having some big Christmas uh, celebrations there on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, uh, as well as uh, an amazing uh, New Year's Eve experience there as well. So if you go to the guild to uh, there are plenty of packages that are there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we have uh, Byron Bathers Club. So we're doing um, an amazing um, spread on Christmas Day with a huge sort of family style buffet across uh, the entire property uh, for all the, all the family to enjoy with like bouncy castles and face painting and all that sort of thing as well plenty of oysters and seafood. So that's going to be very fun. And then New Year's Eve will be a cracker there as well. I think it'll be an amazing time. Plenty of packages going on there as well. And then um, just for actually today, um, we've got also some amazing things happening in the park in JLT, which is where Hawker Boy and Frankie and Florence is. Yeah. So Frankie and Florence uh, has just opened. That's our pizzeria. And uh, just for your listeners, uh, I'm going to offer a 20% 20% discount if they book between now uh, and the 28th of December um, for um, any any package that they want to buy for New Year's Eve at that venue as well, but both Hawker Boy and Frankie. So, so, so what do they yeah. need to
0: say? What do they need to say to get the discount when they come in?
8: Yeah, they, they, <laughs> they can call up to, to any of our receptionists um, at Hawker Boy or Frankie's. Uh, they can just Google uh, Frankie's Pizzeria or they can Google Hawker Boy. Yeah and uh, mention the discount uh, between now and the 28th, and uh, they'll, they'll get that as they book a package.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much. That's kind of you. So what about 2024? What new projects have you got in the pipeline, or what new locations are you scouting?
8: So, yeah, 20, well, 2023 was one of our biggest years. We, we had 10 sites on the construction at one time this wow. year, so it's been a, been a hectic year. Next year uh, will be a bit more of a chilled year, but we have some amazing uh, secrets to reveal very soon, mm-hmm. mostly focused around Common Grounds and Encounter Coffee. Okay. Um, so, yeah, expect... We, ha- we currently have seven locations of Common Grounds all around the city uh, and expect uh, quite a few more uh, coming up. Uh, next year
0: amazing yeah there's there's a massive I didn't even drink coffee growing up in England it would just be tea and since moving here that's all I drink so you've converted (laughs) a soul
8: (laughs) perfect I love to hear that
0: all right Tom well listen wishing you and your family a great Christmas and New Year's And thank you so much for coming on the show
8: thank you so much see bye-bye have a great day you too
0: bye